the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Guess we'll see how this goes. This is the first episode on the new laptop with the new mic. Yep, that's right. We have gotten some new technology here. Oh, and uh, this episode is sponsored by Peanut Butter and Jelly because I had one before the episode and it was very good. Um, so this this week was kind of uh, kind of interesting, kind of weird. The the late ticket of games is pretty boring. I was really hoping the Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers like battle would be a lot better. It wasn't. Um, both of them kind of missing guys that they'd like to have, especially Tom Brady missing Godwin Evans and Julio Jones. Uh, Rodgers ended up winning. The most exciting part, though, was the last two minutes of that game. And then Sunday Night Football. Right? Yeah, that's going to be exciting right now. No. Um, but something did happen that is going to result in a lot of memes, and we are going to talk about that. So, welcome to No Buts About It. And if you're tuning in, thank you for writing with us. We appreciate it, and I appreciate it especially. I don't know why I said we right now. It's just me in the dorm room in Ohio. But I do appreciate it if you're tuning in. So let's get, uh, before we get into it, uh, I did post on Instagram. I'm going to start doing a Wednesday episode. So it's going to be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That way we can kind of break things up a little bit. We're going to start that format um, now. Well, we're going to try it out now for this week. And then if that works, it'll start officially on October 3rd. Because that'll be the first episode that will you'll figure it out if you look at a calendar. Anyway, um, this is what we're doing. And I'm hoping that Wednesday episode kind of becomes a time when we're able to talk about more specific stuff. So, here's what we've got for Monday, September 26, 2022. This is No Butts About It. I'm your host, Josh Butts. And let's get into it. So, Sunday, like I kind of started the show with, the late ticket of games, the 4 o'clock games, if you're Eastern Standard Time, were pretty rough, not really exciting, nothing really to write home about, but the early ticket of games was a show. The Bengals got their first win against the Jets, showed the NFL, hey, we're still here, we're just figuring some things out. O-line looked a lot better, I thought. 
Granted, the Jets don't have the pass rush that the Cowboys and the Steelers had, but doesn't matter. Bengals still won. I will give Sauce Gardner some credit. He looked phenomenal against Jamar Chase. Um, definitely had some big plays. And he's a rookie, so want to give credit where credit's due. Great player there um, that the Jets have. Again, I'm pretty sympathetic to the Jets, but not this not this uh, time. The Bengals had to uh, crunch them. Colts got their first win, too, against the Chiefs. That was not expected. Uh, Patrick Mahomes kind of had a rough time. Him and Eric Bieniemy kind of got into a little tussle, a little verbal argument there at the end of the game. So we'll see what becomes of that. But, yeah, this is a big week for teams without wins. Uh, also, it was a big week for undefeated teams because the Tua Tagovailoa, yes, I practiced saying his last name in the mirror, uh, and the Miami Dolphins beat Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills in a shootout. That game was fun to watch. That was a great game to watch. Um, everyone had the Bills winning. For obvious reasons, they're a great football team. They were pretty beat up, though. Uh, I think both Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde were out, two guys that you definitely need in that secondary. And Tua and Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill took took advantage of that. Uh, it was a fun game to watch, but there is a storyline that we will continue to follow that came out of that game, and that is that uh, Tua got hit. And his head fell down and bounced off the turf, the back of his head. And when he stood up, he fell back down. So he immediately gets put into the NFL's concussion protocol, which, just so you know, that's like um, whenever there's a hard hit and the player's acting weird or just because there was a hard hit, a non-team, the independent doctor, so he's not associated with the team at all, can call in and say, hey, Let's check that guy out, make sure he doesn't have a concussion, because if he continues to play concussed, that could end up really bad. So Tua goes into the locker room. Everyone's like, okay, he's definitely out. But then in the second half, Tua comes back out. They said he fell down because of a back injury that he had during the game. It had nothing to do with his neurological system. He's good to go. He's not concussed. Um, So the NFLPA, the NFL Players Association, is now launching an investigation into whether the concussion protocol was actually followed or whether Tua was forced to play with a concussion and uh, beat the Bills. He, he played well, um, he, but you definitely want to keep the players safe, make them look good out there. Uh, the next time Tua would have to play would be this Thursday against the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday Night Football. So we'll have to see how that investigation is going. I'm going to keep an eye on that. Probably cover it in Wednesday on Wednesday a little bit more going into Thursday Night Football because that's when we're going to primarily talk about Thursday. Uh, we'll be on Wednesday the day before. But just so you know, Tua Tagovailoa, there is an investigation going on into the Miami Dolphins um, quarterback. Make sure he was following the protocol. Make sure he's going to be protected and healthy. Uh, Dolphins, I believe, are the last AFC team to remain undefeated, though. So that's pretty impressive because people wrote them off this season. Um, Another quarterback injury, though, would be Mac Jones with the New England Patriots. He had an ankle injury. Uh, Calais Campbell fell on his ankle and kind of bent it backwards. And 
He kind of looked okay on the field, but a photo was released after the game of him being carried by players and coaches. So that's obviously not good. Um, he, Mac had kind of a rough game against uh, the Ravens, but Lamar also just had a phenomenal game against the Patriots. So um, hopefully Mac is healthy. I know a lot of Patriots fans really like him. They want him back. He's their guy. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see Brian Hoyer out there next weekend. And Brian Hoyer's got experience. Uh, good quarterback, good backup. So so now to go into... Oh, oh, oh. We almost forgot my favorite story. I didn't, I didn't want to do that. So if you've been following football for a long time, or you have not, I'm going to tell you about something. So there is a video of a man named Dan Orlovsky. You've probably seen him on TV if you've started watching football, as he is a commentator now. Um, They ask him lots of fun questions. He was a backup for the Lions, and one night against the Vikings, division rival, he had the ball in his own end zone, and he rolled out to try to make a play, and he ran out the back of his own end zone. So... If you know the rules of football, if you run out the back of your own end zone, it is a safety. So basically what happened is Dan Orlovsky caused the Lions to get a safety just for running backwards out of the end zone. And for years he was mocked for this. Pat McAfee's made fun of him. Guys on ESPN have made fun of him. Middle schoolers in school cafeterias have made fun of him. But as he said yesterday... On Twitter, he is free. He is free. Uh, he will be mocked no longer. He was having a heyday last night on Twitter. It was a great day to be Dan Orlovsky. Um, I'm honestly, honestly glad for the guy. But the reason he is now free from all of the mockery is because Jimmy Garoppolo stepped back to make a pass. And stepped on the white line in the back of the end zone and got a safety. Did almost the exact same thing. Um, so let me pull up the exact tweet. Uh, 14 hours ago, Dan Orlovsky tweeted, I've never been happier. Freedom. With a bunch of uh, very long, like, four Fs, eight Es, two Ds, a bunch of Os. And four M's. And then a bunch of memes about how uh, he's free. A little stepbrothers post with Dan Orlovsky and Jimmy Garoppolo on top of uh, the actors' faces. Definitely a good day to be Dan Orlovsky. So, Jimmy Garoppolo, I know you came in trying to work and get your stock up so that you could maybe go start somewhere else next year. That That's not the way to do it, but I'm sure you know that. You're going to recover. I believe in you, um, Jimmy Garoppolo. You're going to come back, and you're going to do better than ever. And you know what? Yes, last night was just a bad night to be a quarterback. Uh, Russ played bra- Russ wasn't playing well. Nobody was, nobody was playing well yesterday. Um... It was just a bad game to watch. The score was 10 to 11, which has only been the score one other time in like 2008. So, definitely not a fun game to watch. I'm pretty sure Jimmy Garoppolo had more touchdowns than Russell Wilson, just saying. So, 
if you want to pretend and say Russell Wilson had a good game, you've got to say Jimmy Garoppolo had a good game, in my opinion, because he did better. But anyway, time to move on to crazy stats for from yesterday. Uh, Aaron Donald reached 100 career sacks, which is definitely going to be used to put him into the Hall of Fame, which he probably deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He's just, I'm just not sure what he's like off the field. Hopefully he's able to get help. He's had some off-season troubles this past year that we've talked about. Hopefully he gets that figured out. But the crazier stat is Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has 10 touchdowns already, which, mind you, we're in week three. This was the end of week three. So he's averaging just over three touchdowns per game. He had four yesterday. So he's had four, three, and three. So Lamar has more touchdowns than any other NFL team besides the Ravens. Now, some of you may be asking yourselves, he's on the Ravens. How does he have more touch how does he not have more touchdowns than the Ravens? Because his touchdowns go into the count that the Ravens have. So like say their running back, J.K. Dobbins, runs in for a touchdown. Then that's one touchdown that Lamar didn't get, but it goes towards the Ravens. But he has more touchdowns than every other NFL team besides the Ravens. Lamar Jackson is going crazy out there. Don't know if this is a sustainable way to play, but Devin Duvernay woke up. Mark Andrews has always been there. Rashad Bateman's a stud. So definitely the Ravens look scary. They've got something to prove after last year. Everyone was kind of doubting them when half their team got injured last year and they didn't do well. So we will see how this goes. I don't know if Lamar's playing style is sustainable. We will talk about that, I'm sure, in another episode because I say that and people get mad at me. Um, But that's just my opinion. Uh, Jalen Hurts also had a phenomenal day yesterday. He's had a phenomenal day, like, all season. Like, 340 yards for three touchdowns against the Washington Commanders, and uh, Carson Wentz had 211 yards and zero touchdowns at halftime. I looked because I had I was playing Carson Wentz in fantasy against him. I was playing against Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz had 24 yards going into halftime, and my running back had more yards than my opponent's quarterback, and I felt pretty good about that. So uh, I'm sorry to my opponent. I absolutely crushed you in fantasy. But that's the way that it had to be. And find a new quarterback because Carson Wentz ain't it. Um, I said I feel bad because I know that he's a good guy. I know Carson Wentz is a nice guy. I'm sure he's a great guy. Phen- phenomenal family man, I'm sure. Just not a good quarterback anymore. He's he's done. I, I'm sorry. I keep bringing this up. Anyway, uh, let's talk about tonight. Monday Night Football. Who, who, what do we have for storylines? Well, the main storyline uh, started last week when Cooper Rush uh, beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Had a pretty pretty great game, if we're being honest. Um, and he is, he's in this situation where Dak is hurt. He's the starter. We've seen this before with the Dallas Cowboys. Tony Romo got hurt Dak's rookie year in 2016. Dak came in, played phenomenally. Took the starting position from Tony Romo. Tony Romo retires. Um, Not saying Dak's going to retire, but we have Dak is injured. Cooper Rush is playing well. Does he take the starting position from Dak? Uh, 
Some people say, yeah, it's possible. Other people say there's no chance. This is Dak's Dallas Cowboys team. Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, though, did say he welcomes a quarterback controversy. I don't know why. Um, That's how you lose the locker room. But he wants, if Cooper Rush is good enough, he's like, maybe we should look at maybe making him the starter over Dak. Uh, We'll see. We'll see how he does tonight. The Giants are currently undefeated. Um, The Giants and the Eagles are both undefeated NFC teams. And then the Dolphins are the only undefeated AFC team. I'm pretty sure that is correct. So we'll see if the Dallas Cowboys can beat uh, the undefeated New York Giants. I think so. So here, let's do some uh, predictions here. Um, So Cooper Rush is the backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. But I'm not sure that he's necessarily worse than Daniel Jones. Furthermore, Kadarius Toney has not been doing well for the New York Giants. Um, Same with Kenny Galladay. I don't really know who they've been throwing to. Uh, But Saquon has been doing very well, whereas Ezekiel Elliott's been kind of struggling. I think that the Dallas Cowboys are going to win this game. And... I don't. I think it's going to be because of the passing game. I think Cooper Rush is going to have another good game. Uh, Kayvon oh, Thibodeau, though, is a good quarterback. You can see my, my gears are turning. That's what I want you guys to hear. Um, hear me think about this. So, so, okay, well, something I've already written down that we need to pay attention to is Cooper Rush to Noah Brown. I want to watch that connection because, obviously, everyone knows about C.D. Lamb. Uh, the CeeDee Lamb connection, he's a wide receiver one, but the Giants are going to be all over him. So I want to see if Noah Brown steps up again because I'm pretty – Michael Gallup's probably going to be gone for a few more weeks, and I want to see if Noah Brown's still going to continue his case to take that starting spot or at least earn a starting spot from someone else. Uh, Dalton Schultz, I believe, is injured as well, which is not going to help the Dallas Cowboys, but it's it's time for these guys to step up. Make sure they are taking taking their reps. Um, Noah Brown and Cooper Rush are going to be the deciding factor in tonight's game. If they play well, the Cowboys will win. That's that's it. Um, Saquon is going to probably have a great game. Uh, I don't think Daniel Jones will have a good game, though, because the Dallas Cowboys have a phenomenal pass rush and a phenomenal defense. So... I really think it's going to come down to how that backup quarterback plays with that backup wide receiver because CeeDee Lamb's going to be covered. That's just the fact of it. Um, it's all we really got right now. General storylines for the season. Uh, Rihanna's the halftime show, which of course resulted in everyone saying they hate Rihanna because everyone likes to be different. Um, I never, which if you think, a couple people were saying Rihanna's a bad singer. That's just objectively not true. I'm not a huge pop artist fan, but Rihanna is a phenomenal singer. She's a phenomenal artist, too. Uh, My only concern is the last few halftime shows that have been pop artists have kind of just been bad for some reason. So hopefully Rihanna changes that. Hopefully she's um, able to keep the crowd hype. Definitely uh, someone that a lot of people from my generation are going to like. Uh, Rihanna is 
She's a good artist. If you think Rihanna's not a good artist, I don't know what to tell you. You're just being willfully ignorant at that point. She's a great singer. Um, but we're watching Monday Night Football tonight. See what the what happens. Hopefully we see some crazy stuff and it's not like Sunday Night Football because that was boring. Um, hope everyone has a great next rest of their Monday and Tuesday and I'll see you guys on Wednesday for our reaction to Monday Night Football and we'll talk about the storylines from that any crazy stats and plays and then we'll talk about Thursday Night Football with the Bengals and the Dolphins okay so everyone have a great week uh, if you want to email me email me at bullmoosepodcast with number two at gmail.com that and I'll put that in the description same thing with the Instagram no butts underscore show Okay. Hope everyone has a great Monday and a great Tuesday. I'll see you all Wednesday.